This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. This show is brought to you by Pet King Brands, the makers of Zymox and Oratine. It's Behave with Arden Moore, the show that teaches you how to have harmony in the household with your pets. Join Arden as she travels coast to coast to help millions better understand why cats and dogs do what they do. Get the latest scoop on famous faces, their perfectly pampered pets, and who's walking who in Rintin, Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails. Garner great pet tips and have a doggone fur-flying fun time. So get ready for the pause and applause as we unleash your all-behave host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Welcome to the All-Behave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. Just move over, Survivor contestants, and uh, stay right where you are, you amazing race teams. There's a new reality challenge show unleashing plenty more doggone great action. The show just released on Amazon Prime is called The Pack. It stars 12 dog people teams traveling the world to compete in possum challenges. The winning team nets $500,000. Now, that would buy a lot of kibble. Also, there's another $250,000 given to an animal charity. And guess what, listeners? We got one of those competing teams on our show right now. Please give pause and applause to trucker Brian Calvert and his blue tick coonhound named Dixie the Praying Dog. Welcome to the show, Brian, and woof, woof to you, Dixie. Hey, thanks for having us. We're happy to be here. All right. Now, guys, Brian is here to talk about the show. It's called The Pack. It airs on Amazon right now. And he's also going to talk about this amazing bond he has with this very, very special canine right after we take this commercial break. So you guys know the drill. Sit and stay. We'll be right back. Time for a pause. Four furry ones actually sit and stay. All Behave will be right back. Hey, pet pals. Arden Moore here. Welcome to Fall and Winter. Now, this is a great time to take your dog on a hike in the woods, maybe go on a camping trip or a road trip. But just like us, changes in weather can actually impact the skin and ears of our dogs and cats. So if you got a pet who's scratching his ears, chewing on his coat, or rolling in mud, help is here. Zymox. For inflamed and itchy paws and coats, you can use the Zymox topical spray. For itchy and irritated ear issues, you can use Zymox Enzymatic Ear Solution. And for bass, you can treat your dog or cat to Zymox Shampoo and Conditioners. Now, Zymox has been your pet's safe and trusted health ally for 20 plus years. So you can pick up Zymox at your veterinary clinic, most pet specialty stores, and online. To learn more, just visit Zymox.com. That's Z-Y-M-O-X. Do it for your pet. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. All Behave is back with more tail-wagging ways to achieve harmony in the household with your pets. Now back to your fetching host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Welcome back to the Old Behave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. I'm delighted to welcome a great guy from my home state of Indiana. Yeah. 
part. What? All right. Years ago, far too many that I care to count. I was born in Crown Point, Indiana. What do you think, Brian? You know that city. Me, but I know exactly where you're at. That's right. Now, it's very close to Chicago. And <laughs> we're only known because we're known for a notorious gangster from the 1930s, John Dillinger. He escaped from our so-called inscapable jail. Yay. Go Crown Point. But the story about John Dillinger, his boyhood home is in my hometown. Oh, Mooresville. Yeah. So we're connected. All right, man. Who's yours? <laughs> Who's yours? Hey, our guest today, Brian Calvert, he lives in a tiny town in Indiana. It's called Camby, C-A-M-B-Y. You're going to have to remember that name. It's kind of near Indianapolis, or as we Hoosiers call it, Indiana No Place. Do we still call it that? <laughs> we're, we're good with that. Naptown. Okay. It's pretty quiet right now with everything going on, though. That's right. Now, I did a little checking, and Camby's population is a whopping 5,686. So other than being a nice, friendly place, it really hasn't posted any bragging rights until now. The celebrities of Camby are today's guest, Brian Calvert and Dixie the Praying Dog. You know, you guys are in this uh, great new show. It's called the pack. It's released on Amazon Prime. I'm just delighted to talk to you, Mr. Hoosier, from one Hoosier to another. So you ready to get started? We're ready to tell the world about this show and how great it is. All right. Well, don't worry. No spoiler alerts. I've already watched the first episode, but tee us up a little bit because you're this dude, a trucker from Canby, Indiana, and you got an amazing therapy dog who does a beautiful, we'll talk about that in a bit, his one of his special tricks is to pray. But uh, as I saw in the show, he has the best howl on the show. And sometimes I think you're feeding him a little too many beans. <laughs> yeah, she did get a little toot in <laughs> in, uh, in episode one there. That was, that, was a, uh, that was a pretty funny moment. And I'm, I'm glad they shared it just to show our, our fun side, you know. Well, you know what one burp said to the other burp, let's be stinkers and go out the back way. So <laughs> I think, you know, you know, Dixie is just doing that. But tell us a little bit your life. You're a, you drive a truck some part of the week, but then you're devoted with Dixie, the other part. Can you kind of fill us in? Yeah. So I've been driving a truck for about 27, 26 years now. You know, I've been in the trucking industry that long. And when I had my house built, uh, my first goal was to get, I wanted a dog. Okay. So I got this beautiful German short-haired pointer. This is about 12 years ago. Well, a little bit longer than that. It was GSP, GSP. A little bit yeah. longer than that. You know, so yeah. I got this beautiful German short-haired pointer named him Ruger, and I had intentions of training to be a bird dog, and that didn't quite work out. He just ended up being my buddy. And then a few years later, I, I adopted another dog that kind of had some hound in it, and her name was Bristol. Okay. And then a couple of years after that, I adopted another hound, just happened to fall on my lap. So I've got these two hounds and this beautiful German short-haired pointer, and it's kind of a sad story here, but it kind of turns positive. Right. I had a house fire eight years ago. Wow. And I was trucking, you know, I was gone. I only worked about eight to 10 hours a day. Only. I had a house fire and unfortunately they passed away from smoke inhalation. Okay. My neighbors tried to save and they couldn't do it. I was devastated. Of course, you know, you know, I just lost everything I own and I lost my kids. Those are my kids. Yeah, exactly. So I'm trying to deal with all this stuff, you know, with the house fire and losing my dogs. And I finally, after about six or seven months, get my house back. Things are going the right way. And I have a hunting accident. I fall off a tree stand. Laid out there and I was near death, collapsed the lung, didn't know where I was at. I had a punctured, punctured and collapsed lung and crawled out of the woods and got help, got to the hospital. So I'm laying in the hospital thinking, man, I just lost my dogs, my house. 
You are a country music song right there. You know, yeah, that, it's right? a country music song for sure. So I'm laying there thinking somebody's trying to tell me something. I need to find my purpose in life. So I knew right then and there, I need to get another dog, you know, as soon as I'm mentally capable right. of doing that. So I got a game plan down, but this game plan took me four years to come up with. I wanted a dog. I wanted to train it to be a therapy dog. I wanted to help veterans and somehow, somehow, Good. and I wanted to help kids. So fast forward four years from that, I decided on the breed I wanted to get. I wanted a hound because everybody, no offense to, to your Labrador fans out there and your Golden Retriever fans, no offense to you guys, but everybody uses those for therapy work and, and service dog work and that type of stuff. I wanted right. a hound because I wanted that face, that droopy face, those sad eyes, those big ears to have one step up. Come on, bring yeah. on the vocals. And that how. Yeah. I wanted one step up on everybody. Just when they see that dog coming, they're already smiling. So part That's of my right. work is already done. So I wanted to use the hunt a little bit too. I, wanted, I, you know, I like to deer hunt here or there. So I wanted a dog that maybe I could track some deer with. So I went with the blue tick coonhound. I did some research and I found a gentleman that had some pretty good dogs that most importantly had a demeanor that right. I needed to be around kids and people. He was in South Carolina. So I had my buddy go pick her up. I picked her out of a picture on an email. He went down to pick her up and the gentleman had already given her away, but he had a female left. So this is where fate comes in. Okay. My buddy called me and said, what do you want me to do? I'm like, well, if he's got a female left, bring her. She's mine. So that's how Dixie's story came about from tragedy to perseverance and, and standing up and doing, doing some good stuff for people. Well, I'm, I thought I detected a Southern draw to the howl from the show, the yeah. pack. She's so a Southern Belle, which is why her name, she has really, nobody really knows this. She has two first names because you're okay. from South Carolina. You got to have two first names if you're female. Okay. So it's Dixie Jolene. Oh, Jolene, Jolene. And that's All exactly right. where it came from. It's from the Dolly Parton song. And I'm a hard rock, heavy metal guy, but I still love Dolly <laughs> and I love Jolene. So that's what I went with, Dixie Jolene. All right. So I want to know, how did a guy from a little town outside of Indianapolis with a beautiful coon hound even hear about tryouts and land it during this wonderful COVID. I heard about this show on social media. One of our local news stations evidently knew somebody in the casting agency that was casting for the show in Los Angeles. So they shared their post on their Facebook page okay. and it had an email it said, Hey, if, if you got an adventurous dog and you want to see the world with your dog and film a TV show while you're at it, you know, send us an email. So I emailed them and I said, Hey, this is all I said. Hey, my dog's pretty cool. Go check out her social media. And I gave her social media handle. Yeah. 20 minutes later, I get an email back. Can we call? Really? You got a call from Hollywood? Yeah. Nice. So, so uh, I gave him my phone number and they called me. The following week, we we're doing a uh, Skype call. And then within like three weeks, they were flying me out there. I mean, that's wow. how quick this happened. This was September of 2019. And that's how quick it happened. Oh, good. So the filming mostly took place before wonderful COVID landed? Yes. The filming, we left in January. We flew out to LA in January for the filming. And we had to film, if you've seen that epic intro on that interstate. Yeah, on the highway. Us, Typical us, LA, because I used to live in yeah. San Diego for many years. Yeah, That took I gotcha. us three days to film, two days of, the, of a closed interstate. They shut the interstate down to film that. Wow. So three days it took us to film that. And then we filmed the first episode in Universal Studios and then some in Long Beach. So we right. spent about two weeks in L.A. before we even took off. That of sounds great. We have a couple things more in common besides being Hoosiers. I also have a therapy dog. His, her name's Kona, Ice Cream Kona. If you see behind me, the terrier mix, that's the girl. Okay. And she also doubles as my pet first aid dog. I teach pet first aid all over the country 
veterinary approved. I teach veterans. I teach paramedics. When you were telling me the story about the fire, we talk a lot about uh, fire and, and the problems of that. And firefighters teach us a slogan, close before you doze, shutting that bedroom door to kind of give you a few extra seconds of escape time. Yep. But from my dog to your dog, I really do salute you for what you do for folks in nursing homes and especially veterans. Tell me a little bit about the unique trick that Dixie does that will break everybody's heart. So when, when I felt Dixie was ready to start doing therapy work, uh, I have friends that are volunteers for the honor flight system where they fly veterans to DC and back in the same day to see all the monuments. It's oh, Vietnam, nice. yeah. World War II, Korea War veterans. And they said, hey, when you feel Dixie is ready, bring her out to our Indy honor flight because every state has a little chapter of honor flight. Cool. So when she was one, I, uh, I brought her out to the first one and I'm like, I need to teach her a trick because a lot of the guys are in wheelchairs, you know, a lot of older gentlemen, they can't really stoop down. Right. So I said, uh, I need to teach her a trick. And I see some dogs praying on the internet. I'm like, you know, that would really be cool to teach my dog how to pray. That way those veterans can just stand there or sit there and, and there's your photo op right there. Yep. So right before her first honor flight, took me about a week, you know, with her feeding. So I would kind of force her in that position or kind of put her in there and, yeah. and woe her. And she'll do anything for food. That's good. I do too. I, I work for food. Yeah. I just work with her on her feeding schedule, you know, and kind of got her down in that position. It kind of looks like the downward dog is what people call it. It kind of morphed into that. So I say Dixie pray. She goes down on that downward dog with her butt up in the air and kind of turns her head a little sideways like that. And Oh, she works the cameras. I saw some it, clips. Yeah. She and works I say it. amen and she jumps right back up. Then I can, ha I tell her to sit and I salute her and I say, say, thank you veterans. And she barks it out. And people just absolutely fell in love with that. We started getting asked by all the veteran organizations in Indiana and surrounding states and, you know, even some of the kids organizations, hey, can you bring Dixie to this? Can you bring her to that? So that's where it's turned into another full-time job for me. But this is my fun Hey, this is a good gig. And now we're on radio, but I want you to tell folks you're dressed wearing a bandana and kind of camo gear. And I loved from the show, The Pack, Dixie's wearing goggles. Talk about that. Yeah, so coming into the show, you know, I, I love reality shows. I love Survivor. I love The Amazing Race. Yeah, I'm watching, I watching The Amazing Race now, so don't tell me any spoilers. Okay, go yeah. ahead. Well, a lot of the folks that did our filming and the production team do The Amazing Race. Our, oh, cool. our producer is from Survivor. That's why this show is so dynamite, because we have the best oh, of yeah. the best crew and producers. Well, you know, when I was doing the intro, Survivor Amazing, I'm just kidding. But yeah, <laughs> I like that's my favorite types of reality. I'm not into other ones, yeah. but Survivor, uh, you know, anything that involves people working as a team and using their wits. And when you got a dog as your teammate, I think you just stepped it up a notch. Yeah, it's super cool to have her as a teammate. But uh, my whole point in coming into this, yeah, the money to win would be great. $500,000 yeah. and then $250,000 for my charity organization, which is Central Indiana Canine. Good. So I wanted to create an image for myself and for Dixie. Dixie always wore the goggles beforehand anyways, but it was a requirement for the show. Because some, oh. of the, some of the stuff we had to do, they had to wear the rec. These are rec specs. You know, okay. they're, they're made for dogs. They've got different frames and lenses and all that. But this is kind of turned into Dixie's look. Yeah. When you go to events, everybody, they just lose their mind seeing a dog in goggles. Well, you're looking at her right now, guys. Just take my word for it. She's chilling on the couch with Brian and she's like, looking. I'm the look. I got the goggles. So every famous celebrity has some signature look and you nailing it, Dixie. You're nailing yeah, it. She, uh, I mean, they have a purpose. We have her. She has her own Jeep Wrangler that we of use course. to 
the escort parades and veterans funerals and that type of stuff. It's got her picture on it and it's a salute to veterans. It's real patriotic. And she likes hanging her head out of that thing everywhere we go. So the goggles help with that. Yeah. Then they also help when we're in the woods tracking. It keeps sticks from cutting her eyes and her, you know, around her nose. She gets cut up a lot, you know, we know when we're in the woods because she's, she goes on a scent. She's not stopping. But then as far as my look goes, I wanted to kind of have my thing too. You yep. know, to where I wore this vest on every episode. The wardrobe department loved me because they didn't have to mess with me a whole lot. That's right. They knew what I was going to wear. They just didn't know if I was going to wear pants or shorts. There but you I always go. had the bandana on, which was a green bandana for the green pack. Yep. Go green pack. There's a green so, pack, folks, and a blue pack. Yeah. Hey, we're going to get more into this. We got to pay for this uh, show by taking a quick commercial break. But guys, we really are going to be continuing talking to a couple of real heroes and living examples of how dogs can bring out the best in all of us. So stick around. We'll be right back. Time for a walk on the red carpet, of course. All Behave will be back in a flash right after these messages. Molly, here's your dinner. <laughs> Zeus, that's not your food. Don't let that happen to your precious cat. Elevate your cat's eating experience with the Cat Tree Tray. The Cat Tree Tray keeps your cat's food off the floor and conveniently located on the cat tree. It's the perfect way to eat. It's a beautiful wrought iron tray that easily attaches to your cat tree and keeps dogs and other critters out of your cat's dish. A must for multi-pet households. There's a 6-inch tray for large bowls and a 4-inch tray for smaller bowls. Purchase your Cat Tree Tray today. Go right now to CatTreeTray.com. That's CatTreeTray.com. C-A-T-T-R-E-E-T-R-A-Y.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Holy hound dog. Hi, this is Burt Ward, and you're listening to the OB Hayes Show with Arden Moore on Pet Life Radio. Listen every week, same pet time, same pet channel. We're back from the lot. Just checked the paper, and we had a record showing at the box. The letterbox, that is. Now back to Obehave. Here's Arden. Welcome back to the Obehave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. I'm talking to my Who's Your Man. We're talking Brian Calvert and his great dog, Dixie, the praying dog. They are contestants on a show you got to watch. I'm telling you, it's a great show. It's called The Pack. It airs on Amazon Prime. It just got unleashed. It's 10 episodes, I believe, and these teams of People with their dogs are traveling all over the world. And in the first episode, you guys are zip lining down and then landing on a Navy ship later. And tell us a little bit about that episode without giving away everything, but two teams, two challenges. And I think you were very happy that you got to be on the green pack that picked a sniff and search kind of challenge. Yeah, so that's how the show starts. It, we start in Universal Studios. The dogs have to run into the courtyard where they film Back to the Future. I don't know if you recognize that or not, but that's where Back to the Future I did, going. the big, yeah. Yep, and the clock tower that we ziplined out of, that's all Back to the Future. But this helicopter flies over and drops these tug toys, these tubes. Each tube has a blue bandana or a green bandana. And then we are cut loose to go out and grab one of those tubes, and we have to tug on one end and the dogs tug on the other. There's confetti in them, and whichever bandana color you get, 
you go stand on that mat and that's the pack that you're on and that's how the show starts. And a little little quick note, I was half a step away from Kentucky and Derby, the dog and human, not the race. Well, can we say these guys were matching blue teal mohawks? Yeah, I was one step away from grabbing his tube and he beat me to it, but just by like an arm's length or I would have okay. been on the blue pack. That's how close this game could have been flipped around. But this was the perfect team to be on. Yeah, so I was that was perfect because we had another scent dog. We had we had, you know, the three girls that were very strong with very good dogs, and we had Mark, you know, who's a very good competitor and very smart. He's an engineer. In a game like this, you want to be with somebody that's got a lot of intelligence can think quick on their feet, and that's for sure Mark and Ace. Tell us a little bit about the host. Uh people know her as the probably the most winning downhills American skier in history, Lindsey Vaughn. And just like you falling out of a treehouse while hunting, she's had her share of times in the hospital with broken legs and, and her little dog, Lucy. Can you tell us what that was all about? Yeah. So Lindsay, you know, world famous skier, uh, super, super great, great lady, very tough lady. She's been through a lot and she, you know, she made a big comeback. Most winningest female skier in, in yeah. history. You know, then she's got this little King Charles Spaniel. I think that's what Lucy is. Yeah, we call them the love sponge. Yeah, just cute as can be, you know, spunky. You know, she all the dogs loved her. She, you know, she got along with all the dogs and she gave out great, great kisses at the finish lines. And, Are you talking about Lindsay or um, Lucy? Well, Lucy, <laughs> Lindsay's, Lindsay's fiance is a lot bigger than me. He's a hockey player, so I don't want to okay. make him mad. All right. Good man. Good. Yeah. Smart. See, you're a smart Hoosier. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, but Lindsay was so down to earth and just real genuine, genuine with us, just like, you know, just one of your friends just hanging out and talking. So we, I really appreciate that. And I, I let her know that numerous times that it was so cool. You know, a lot of times you might meet somebody famous and they kind of act like they're better than you. But she she was genuine the whole time, you know, just like Good. one of our friends. Doesn't so that make really a cool. difference? You know, at the end of the day, you know, we all have needs to do things. And I found with this show, it's been on the air 13 years. We've had Betty White, Jennifer Aniston, a whole bunch of celebrities. And it seems like uh, you, the ones I really gravitate are people like Lindsay that just are down to earth. And that's all you ask for, right? That's yeah. That's all you can ask for. You know, just I've always thought treat people the way you want to be treated. And with Dixie, this goes back to our bond, how strong our bond is. I want to be like Dixie. She there loves everybody. She doesn't see color, religion, you know, political affiliation. She just loves. Does that make her non-partisan? Yeah, partisan. So there I just try to be, you know, she helps me. I try to be like her. It's hard. It's hard to get upset when you're around her. You know, you just, just watch her do what she does and she loves everybody. And you just, just be like Dixie. You know, that's my kind of my motto to myself. Yeah, she's really being pretty rowdy right now. <laughs> Not yeah, really. She's probably asleep. She likes to sleep. She's I have that effect lazy. on my listeners. Yeah. But, you know, you talk about the bond and, and we talk about the human animal bond. I've written more than two dozen pet books and I get to travel the country teaching about dog and cat behavior. And I love doing this show. But you guys are living proof. You were really down, man. And you got this puppy from South Carolina with two first names. And Tell us a little bit about how she brings out the best in you. She brings out the best in me just by trying to be like her, you know, because, you know, most dogs, I mean. Does that mean you howl and toot? I'm pretty loud at times and okay. I toot at times, you know, okay, good, we good. all do, you know, but uh, no, you just, you just got to go through life. And if people in this world are more like dogs, how great of a place would this be to live? Oh, I totally agree. I'm on Especially board with now, you, Brian. Yeah. With everything going on, we wouldn't have all these issues and fighting amongst ourselves and stuff, if we all acted more like dogs. And that's what this show shows the world. It shows how people, you know, how we all got along. Everybody on the show is from a different background. Yeah. 
I, I like that. I think they did a great job of casting. I just can't believe this show started shooting in January and you have kept your lips zipped. That's got to be eaten at you, man. Especially for me, I got a big mouth. I like to talk about stuff. So, you know, that's it. Actually, for me, I knew about it in September. I knew what was going on, you know. Mm -hmm. So I went out there for two and a half days for interviews with the Amazon execs. So I wanted to make an impression. So I walked in like this, just acting myself, you know, and told them my story about the fire and about what we do with veterans and all that kind of stuff and how I've taken that and turned it into a positive. And evidently they loved it. They had me come back again for a couple more days, not too long after that. And then they actually flew me out there, all of us out there for a day just to meet with doctors and take a psychiatric test and that kind of stuff. That's all part of these shows. They want to make sure you're not, they want to make sure you're a little crazy, but not too crazy to where you're going to get. Yeah. They don't want the tiger guy. They don't No, no. Well, the other thing I loved is that there's trainers, dog trainers like Nicole and Nick. And there was the first episode was trying to find puzzle pieces for your team. And tell us a little bit about the birch oil scent. So your dog's a natural you got a coon hound. Yeah, so the uh, I actually brought it with me to okay. show you guys. So right. what I was getting at, when we came back from the doctor visit, we went back out right before Christmas for two weeks. Okay. To It was like the final audition. There was 20 dogs there, and they wanted to see which – because at home they've been sending us stuff like this and different stuff to use that we were going to have to do in the show for us to train with. On Sundays, they would have a live video thing with Nicole and Nick that we would watch. And then that following week, we'd have to teach our dogs how to do this stuff. Okay. So that final two weeks was kind of like the final audition. But this is the Burt scent. I don't know if you can see that. I can see it. Yeah. I, and guys, trust me, he's holding up a little jar. This is radio, but I, we're doing this through Zoom. Go ahead, man. You put the, the little Q-tips and you put them in this little box that slides open. You put it in there like that. This is how we got these dogs trained to smell this Burt. Now, Dixie's trained to find antlers and wow. deer smell. That's what she's trained to do. So I had to train her to smell this scent. And you put these little Q-tips in this box. You put it in the bottom of their food bowl. Then you okay. put food on top of it. So every time you feed them. So they're getting Smart. that earth scent associated with food. Yep. And that's a pleasure. Yep. And then it's got a magnet on it. Then you can start hiding it around your living room or outside and have them find it. So that's how we train these dogs to do this with this scent. It's really pretty. I mean, it's so simple to how we train these dogs to do this. Nicole and Nick are two of the best dog trainers hands down, you're probably in the world. And that's probably why they were picked to do this show. Okay. So easy to, to, to work with, you know, Nicole's specialty was the scent work. She was very good. And I learned a lot, you know, good. Our, our world revolves around scent work, doing what we do here in, in Indiana in hunting season. So the scent work was really a big part of what we did. And I, I, a quick story about our first day that everybody's seen us, right? They would split us up 10 on one side, 10 in the other room. And we did, you know, had a divider. And they would do different, we'd have to go one at a time and do stuff. Well, they had the scent work. So a couple of people got up and did the scent thing. It took them, you know, a little while to find it. My turn to go, I walk up and say, all right, Dixie, find it. That's what I tell her. She yeah. found it in under like three seconds. And you could, just <laughs> hear the, you could just hear the wind come out of the room. They're like, oh, crap. Oh, crap. It's a oh, coon hound. This dog's good. But then the other the, the other tracking dog, the Blue Lacey Kipo, I mean, same way. You know, we're, we do scent work all the time. We know how to, how to read our dogs, which... Reading your dogs came in very handy for me and Chisholm, who, own, who owns Kipo, because we have been reading our dogs doing scent work since they've been puppies. That's what we've trained them to do. Right. Now, how old is Dixie now? 
Dixie is five. She'll be six in December. Okay. All right. Happy birthday, Dixie. (laughs) We got a few minutes left, but we can't give anything away because I don't like spoiler alerts. But you guys were flown in helicopters. There's zip lining. There was a lot of things that are pretty different for dogs. Is there one thing? I mean, the show goes all over the world, guys. You don't have to. Don't worry. I'm not asking you to confess. But they're going, folks, to Italy, Mexico. I'm trying to read some of the other places that you've been. Costa Rica, Mexico. Yeah, Swiss Alps, Paris, London, Utah. Utah, yeah. I mean, wow, 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 wow. So there's some things that are first for some of these dogs. I mean, being in a helicopter or private planes, is there anything? uh, Treat monkeys. We treat monkeys in Costa Rica. She went nuts over the monkeys. So yeah, I mean, it, there was a lot of, the first time we flew was flying out to LA, you know, okay. for, for the pre-filming stuff for the, all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. And Dixie flies good. She, Amazon took top notch care of us. They flew, the dogs flew in their own seat. Good. And then when we filmed the show, we had our own airplane. Of course. So the dogs were treated first class. The students would bring them water on trays and bones on trays. I mean, it was, the dogs were treated very well. Airplane rides were nothing, but. Good. You also I know. Had, Safety was the first priority, Safety right? Safety was number one, and not one time on this whole entire trip or this journey did I feel that I was unsafe or my dog was unsafe. Wow. Not one time. You know, I think this might be something that might come every year. You might be the first year for a, for a reality show much like Amazing Race. I'm betting this is going to knock it out of the park. Yeah, well, rumor has it they're casting for season two, so that's just a rumor for now, so we'll we'll see what happens, but... I, I don't see why this show cannot take off. The feedback that I've been getting mm-hmm. is just through the roof. I've been getting messages about the show and about Dixie, not just from Indiana or the United States. I'm talking around the world. I had a message last night from India. Nice. From someone that said how much they love Dixie and her how and just the concept of the show. They just love the show concept. They just loved it so much. So that's a good sign that this show is going to be a success. Well, folks, we're talking to Brian Calvert and his silent partner, the coon hound named Dixie, who's being very quiet. She's not howled once. I don't know if you can get her to howl. I think you can. Yeah. And this is radio. So can you help us, man? Dixie. Hey, tell him. Tell him. Can you talk? Can you talk? Tell him. Tell him. You watch the show. She howls nonstop. But I tried telling everybody. She doesn't. I was going to do a howl off. Let's see if she'll do it with me. Tell him. Tell him. Nope. Oh, that's a yawn. It's just so ironic that you, when you wonder to how she won't do it, but if you watch the show, no, I saw here's her band the whole time. No, I love her. And, you know, I loved also how the dogs got along with one another because they came from all sizes and places and breeds and all that rescues, purebreds. It was a, a, a good mix of dogs. And wasn't that kind of cool to see the dogs hanging out? Well, the coolest thing that you guys don't really didn't really get a witness when you watch this show is they call the show the pack. Right. And I want to tell you these dogs packed up and took care of each other. If we were traveling in buses or whatever, if they seen another dog outside of the bus, they oh, were yeah. barking, letting each other know if, or if one come too close when we were outside doing something, mm-hmm. I mean, they acted like they were a pack. So the name of the show is so fitting. The dogs packed up, the humans packed up, you know, we all, we all love each other. We all talk still every day. Good. I'm glad to hear that. It's like a big family now. What's something that you're thankful for Dixie and what's a wish you and Dixie might want to give? I'm just thankful to have Dixie and, and to be able to do the things that we've, we've done for veterans and for kids. That's the thing I'm most proud of. 
Um, and things like this past Saturday, we had a canine officer that was killed in the line of duty. Oh. And Dixie is the only civilian dog that was asked to, to participate in the procession. We got to walk in the canine line. Wow. She was asked to come up in front of his casket and pray. So oh. I'm thankful that I have a dog that can help that handler who owned that dog just get over stuff like that. And we'd actually discuss the show together. You know, I discussed the show with the handler. I'm like, look, go home and watch the show. You know, yes. it's going to help with your, with your head, a little boy and his wife. I said, go home and watch the show with your family. This show will help you, you know, kind of kind of ease the pain of what just happened to you. You know, he just lost his partner and his best friend. And we're talking about the show and how great it's going to be for him to go and ease his pain. And, and he was just thankful that I had Dixie there. So stuff like that makes me thankful that I have a dog that can give back to our, our law enforcement and our military and kids and just, just help them out, you know, and just put a smile on her face when they need it. You're giving back too, Brian. How do people find out more about uh, Dixie and you? What's the best route? Uh, Dixie has a Facebook page and an Instagram page. It's Dixie the Praying Dog. If you That's type easy. in Dixie right now, more than likely it's going to pop up pretty quick. You know, then they can also follow the the TV show, The Pack, The Pack on Prime on Instagram, and The Pack Official Group on Facebook. And The Pack Official Group on Facebook is very interactive. We want okay. you to share pictures of your dogs. We will talk. You can post on that page as a All fan. Right. And we'll talk back to you and share stories with you. And you can share stories with us about your dog. It's really cool. It's a dog lover's dream to be able to go in there and just talk amongst other dog lovers about a great TV show. Well, I think dogs are going to bring us all together. And I am so delighted that we've had Brian Calvert and Dixie, the praying dog on our show. Guys, as he said, go to Amazon Prime. It's called The Pack. It's just been released. So you can binge watch or watch once at a time. And you're going to see some amazing things that dogs do. Hey, Brian, I really have enjoyed talking to you. I hope you've had a good time so far. Oh, we had a blast and we're, we're thankful that you had us on the show today. And we're just happy and so proud to be a part of this show and uh, to let the world see it. And it's a whirlwind for us because we've had so much going on. But if it's any indication of where this show's going, I think we've got a major hit on our hands and the, the world's going to fall in love with all these dogs. Oh, I've got three dogs, Bujo, Kona, and Little Emma. And they're saying Merry Christmas to you and to wonderful Dixie, jo Jolene, and the praying dog. And uh, I just wanted to also take this time to thank my producer, Mark Winter. He is the Wizard of Paws, the executive director of Pet Life Radio. You guys, I just did a new launch of my website, ardenmore.com. So sniff around there. And uh, I also teach pet first aid. So check that site out. So until next time, this is your flea-free host, Arden Moore, delivering just two words to all you two, three, and four-leggers out there. Oh, behave! Coast to coast and around the world, it's Oh, Behave with Arden Moore. Find out why cats and dogs do the things they do and get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get great tail-wagging pet tips and have a fur-flying fun time. All behave with America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.